Hello, Moose. This is Wacko. From Animaniacs, and we'd love to stay at Salty, but I've got a party emergency. You stay right here on Sci-Fi Saturday Night. See you later. Welcome to TalkCast 227, and join us tonight as we talk about all things this week that probably mean nothing to anyone but us and the vast millions who listen with bated breath at our every syllable. Deep in Area 51 on the sub-level 12, Terra Nova, Bossa Nova, Rio Lobo, Peter Paul, and Piper Laurie Dance Studio and Perfumery, Move and Smell, Smell and Move, Move and Smell, I Am the Dome. Joining the TalkCast tonight, uh, <laughs> yeah, how do I explain this one? Uh, we have one person you'll know and a bunch of people you're going to want to know. So let's start off with, in the Revere Time Vortex, our violent soundboard vixen, Countess of Shiny Stuff, inaccurately referred to as Testy when all she wants to do is test, Vice Secretary of Opinions or Us Weekly, the nonprofit eco-friendly e-zine for nerds. It's our own girl genius, Kriana. And stuff. And stuff. And uh, echoes that I did echoes that went crazy uh and all the rest of our regular cast have decided today's a good day to be uh <clears throat> not here so we we sent out to cardiff to bring in joe whitby for us tonight and and joe was all set to go until she became a zombie yesterday with uh whatever uh it is that she had which i think is the flu but then she said how about if celine comes on and we went celine and we went, Celine. Hi, Hi Celine, and welcome Hi. to the show. Thank you very much. Thanks for having me. Celine is co-founder of the Cat on the Wall web scene. She is a close friend of Joe's, works with her, plays the glockenspiel quite superbly, I might add. Oh, thank she you she did much. a little demonstration right before the show. Absolutely. And, and we ended up having two guests tonight. I've never so, heard Freebird played better. It was oh. amazing. I know. I loved your version of Stairway to Heaven, too. <laughs> well, you know, what can I say? When the song is good, <laughs> the credit is not mine, really. Oh, it's, it is completely yours, my dear. Oh, thank you. You're too kind. I am, but that's okay. We'll get over it. <laughs> <laughs> Webcomic creator of Girls with Slingshots. Danielle Corsetto, who I've wanted to get on this show for like two freaking years, <laughs> is on the show tonight. Danielle, welcome. You fooled me into it. Good job. I did, didn't I? <laughs> so we're going to talk about Girls with Slingshots and her Slingshot Across America tour, which is going to stop in Boston this year. So we're going to be able to see her and her entire melange of characters at Boston Comic Con. And we're also going to talk about pornography, but that's a whole other story. <laughs> but joining us at the top of the show is, is Chris Prue from Double Midnight Comics in Master Manchester, New Hampshire, the premier stop along the way in New Hampshire for comics, graphic novels, and cool stuff. Chris, welcome. Hey, everybody. Thanks for having me. The reason we're having you here, Chris, is because with the opening of your second store in Concord, and free comic book day coming up, you decided to hold a three ring circus. Yeah, and it's kind of crazy. Uh, this our uh, our free comic book day in Manchester kind of just steamrolled last year. We had a really big event. This year just kind of just went crazy, and uh, we found out it's, it's almost kind of somebody said it's kind of like a carnival, and there's actually <laughs> going to be an actual carnival across the street from us this year. So. 
It's Are you kidding me? So that's no, the third no, the, ring the right there. You have the first ring, the second ring, and the carnival yeah. is number three. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Last last year you spilled out into the. It was the first year. It was actually too big for the the refurbished store. Now your store yep. doubled in size two years ago, and mm-hmm. last year it was too big for the store and spilled out into the parking lot. And yep. this year you have. It seems to me almost twice as many people and events going on. Yeah, yeah, we, um, yeah, we we had a tent outside last year. We've got that going again this year, and uh, we actually took over. There's another vacant unit in our plaza that we took over to kind of deal with the overflow because it's just you know as things kind of you know piled on. Uh, you know, we we had some creators on board, and then Gail Simone who uh, writes Batgirl and Red Sonia, she came on board, and then other creators came on board, and, you know, it just became this uh, you know, big party. So, hey, Not not only are you giving away crap all day, you've got huge mm-hmm. door prizes just for showing yeah. up. Mm-hmm. Can you talk about that a little bit? Yeah. Um, what we want, we, our original plan was when we opened the concert store, we were going to have two big parties. But what happened was, Everybody saw the party that we threw in Manchester last year, so that they all wanted to be a part of that. So, uh, you know, we're kind of setting out the small, like, intimate three comic book gang conquered. There's going to be a face painting. We've got local comic creators, a costume contest. Uh, a lot of fun stuff going on up there. Uh, WJYY is going to be up there giving away stuff. And what we wanted to do is have people visit both spots. So uh, we put together this prize package, uh, a big store gear certificate, a bunch of signs of stuff. I think uh, we've got something signed by Stan Lee. Uh, we've got uh, VIP passes to this year's Granicon. We're just throwing all kinds of this, this big bank of package. And if you stop by one store, you'll get a raffle ticket. If you go to the other store, you'll double your odds of winning by getting another uh, raffle ticket. So, uh, and you know, the stores are pretty easy to get to, so you can you know, hit them both. So, but yeah, you, everybody's going to get a ton of free stuff that day. So, when was the last time at Free Comic Book Day at a at a bookstore, at a comic book store, you would have four conventions show up to kind of hawk their wares for their conventions coming up? But you're going to have mm-hmm. Rhode Island Con there, Hartford, TerrorCon, and the Pop Culture Expo all there. Yep, yep, and our and our own Granicon too. So. Oh yeah, that. Uh, that that yeah. little granite slightly con. granite con, <laughs> slightly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah, yeah, it was kind of cool. Like, um, everybody knew like the kind of crowd that we were drawing, and you know, one show came on, and hey, we want to show up, and then another one came on, and another one came on. So uh, they all kind of put up uh, passes for their shows. So we said, you know, we're going to put together a costume wow. contest. And the, the winners are going to win passes to all these shows. So some of the premier shows in New England, they're going to get them for free. So um, top, I think the thing, the top three male costumes and the top three female costumes. So and we're expecting a ton of people in costumes. So just off of that prize alone. So and in the parking lot, you're going to have the Ghostbusters of New Hampshire, New England Brethren of Pirates, the the five hundred first. Uh, mm-hmm. the Bat Cycle from the Batman TV series, and Bumblebee Chevy Camaro from Transformers. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Gee, yeah, it, so like, what the hell are people going to do all day? I mean, you got nothing going on here. I know, I know. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of crazy. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, there's, uh, you know, you got all that stuff going on. I think uh, we put together an uh, after-hours uh, bowling after-party uh, across the street from us. Um, like I said, the carnival is going to be there and just roller derby going on down the street. So it's, you know, there's just too, there's almost too much going on. So, but it's and this, awesome. and this is all in anticipation of a couple of months down the road, the biggest convention in New Hampshire, mm-hmm. uh, the largest in Northern New England, Granite Con. And there's a ton of yep. stuff that's already being prepared for that. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. Coming up in yeah. September. So. So you sit, you're going to come to Manchester, New Hampshire, and you're going to what looks to be a day-long carnival of fun where Mm -hmm. 
just just free stuff all day long and yeah. really cool people. And I told you, like I said to you last week, what you really need to do is just rope off the entire parking lot and mm-hmm. just turn it into a, turn the whole yeah. parking lot into it. I think they. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, yet, but you know, we have we have a, we have a plan for uh, 2015. So already looking ahead at you know how we can make it even bigger next year. So. Now, on top of that, you're going to have about, oh, I don't know, 15 or 20 different artists there as well. Yep. Uh, yep. Uh, go ahead. Yeah, we've got like 20-something artists that are you know, going to be just at the Manchester location alone. I think up in Concord, we got about eight. So, um, you know, it's all, you know, we got local artists, and then we've got folks like Blair Shedd, uh, who's worked on Doctor Who for IDW, uh, Sarah Richard, who's worked on My Little Pony, um, Shelly and Braden, who work on Adventure Time. Um, like I said, Gail Simone, who writes uh, Batgirl and uh, Red Sonja and Deadpool. Um, she's coming, uh, you know, all the way from the West Coast to join. You know, she saw how big our party was last year and she wanted to join in. Um, so, yeah, there's uh, all kinds of fantastic folks that are going to be there uh, with their wares, drawing up, you know, sketches for people and selling their stuff. So, it's going to be really cool. The date of Free Comic Book Day this year is. May 3rd. So the and first Saturday in May. The first Saturday in May. And mm-hmm. we're going to start at Double Midnight Comics. What time do the festivities begin? Uh, 10 a.m. And, and we, we, go- do have, we do have things for like the first 25, 50, and 100 people out of the line. Uh, so you want to get in early for the best stuff. Um, like last year... I think people show up as early as like 6.30 to get in line. Uh, we had a line wrapped around the plaza. I'll be uh, there at 5.30. Open. Damn it. Okay. Yeah, we, have, we haven't had anybody come over, you know, come hang out overnight, so. Well, why don't I just pull the band into the parking lot uh, Friday night and just sure. uh, hang out? <laughs> like you guys are going to get any sleep Friday night. Mm-hmm. No, I know, I know. It'd be crazy. I'm looking forward to May fourth. We'll we'll tailgate it. Let's tailgate it. <laughs> we could. Yeah, you know, that'd be cool. Everybody's out tailgating, cooking up food. Yeah. National guests, local guests, New England guests, cosplayers, mm-hmm. cars, uh, <laughs> three uh, rings, a circus. There might be elephants. I'm not making any promises. There are going to be clowns. Mm-hmm. You know it. Don't Probably. tell Zombrarian. I know, because mm-hmm. she'll be scared and she won't go. Yeah. The Ghostbusters, yeah. Uh, uh, New England Brethren of Pirates. It's an incredible day. Uh, mm-hmm. It's it's If you want to buy stuff, there's stuff to buy from the artist. There's stuff to buy in the store. But essentially, it's free comic book day. And oh yeah, some free comics. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. It's like a circus. Oh, it's a free comics. <laughs> no, you said that already. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> so, you can so, also get some free comics. So, so Chris, we'll be there, and Thanks. we'll be doing some interviews and stuff there, and we'll mm-hmm. have them on in, in, in the next couple of weeks after the show. But as, as one of the people who sponsored us from the very beginning, I can't thank you enough for all that you do. I think this is going to be an amazing event, and I can't wait to see it happen. Yeah, I'm 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 kind of scared about how crazy it's going to be, but it's going to be a good time. So. <laughs> I, I don't think that's unwarranted, honestly. No. <laughs> having been there, no. I I am right there with you. I mean, mm-hmm. last year was just at the edge of out of control, and this year's twice as big. It was shoulder so. to shoulder yeah. people. It was hard to get mm-hmm. in and out of there. Yeah, it's well, like last year. It was so crazy. Um, somebody actually tried to get us shut down uh, in our <laughs> plaza. They got so mad that it was so busy, and you know. That is a few the situation. So you jerks bringing here. more business. Oh God! <laughs> how dare you have so much business? I know. I know. We'll be there, okay. and we'll see you in a couple of weeks. Chris just... Crew from Double Midnight's Double Free Comic Book Day in Manchester and Concord, New Hampshire, at his new store as well. So looking forward to it, Chris. Thank you so much. All right. Thanks, guys. We'll see you on May third. Absolutely. Woohoo. All right. All right. Take care, buddy. Cool. All right. Thanks. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. That sounds like an incredible event. Three Ring Circus, there will be elephants. (laughs) Don't believe me. You better show up. 
Oh, uh, I, I was amazed last year at just, I mean, first of all, you couldn't park anywhere near it. And they literally spilled out into the parking lot and then set up two tents. And there were just wall-to-wall people. It was nuts. So, yeah, it's it's a place to be. But enough We, we of have that. other things to talk about, other places now, to go, other people to see. And so now, now what? The news. <laughs> I was so ready for you. <laughs> it, it's it's like delusions of competency here. You know what? What? I'd like to see you try to do what I'm doing right now. Oh, I know I couldn't do it, but I mean, it almost sounds like we know what we're doing. Hmm. It's kind of scary. Indeed. So, what do you want to talk about? Because I've got like two things I want to talk about. Okay, we're doing the news now, right? Because I played the thing, and that means right. we're doing the news. Right. Okay, um, I'm going to draw one out of a hat and say, since I watched it yesterday, let's talk about Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. So, oh, you did watch it yesterday. I did. I was really excited. I, I like, it's getting so good. Well, you or know, Agent you... Ward, Betrayal. Oh, wait, spoilers, guys. Yeah. <laughs> if you haven't seen the show, too bad! <laughs> <laughs> you should have seen it by now. Um, Agent Ward, Betrayal! Okay, okay, calm down. No, so, I will not calm down. And that's the beauty of a Whedon show on the air. Celine, do you, you're getting Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. out there, aren't you? Um, I don't know. I don't have a TV. Um, I watch all my stuff online. Well, uh, then you definitely have Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. out there. I exactly. hear those intertubes are international now. Oh, yes, yes. Um, but I'm ashamed to say that I haven't watched them. Oh, well, then well, prepare for spoilers. Prepare okay. for a lot of spoilers. And now, then what is Agents it. of S.H.I.E.L.D.? Sell it to me. Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. is essentially the Marvel spinoff of well, wait all a minute, wait the... Wait a minute, wait a minute. Let's wait. Get background okay. first. Have you seen the Avengers yes. movie? Okay, yes. so you remember Agent Coulson? Yes. Okay, he's the star of this show. Even though he died in the movie. Because they brought him back to life. But you don't figure out how till about halfway through this season. And then he gets pissed off. And then there's a twist. <laughs> I don't want to give too much... Now I don't want to give too much away. But there's, okay. there's an ultimate betrayal in an only Whedon could do it way. This, this but, is a betrayal as big as Angel losing his soul. Yes, it is, actually. It is, it's of that magnitude. But I think the beauty of it is, is that it's following the comics in terms of... Uh, villains and and keeping them in the same perspective that the comics did the the way that hydra re hydra appeared two episodes ago was just amazing okay well we've now spoiled the betrayal no we haven't actually because if anybody's ever watched uh, read any of the comic books you know that hydra and shield have been you know at odds with each other through the entire run of the comics and uh, anyway, it was a slow burn show. Give it, give it a whole bunch of episodes. You'll start yep. to, as soon as you start to fall in love with the characters, then it'll take a while. But he has to, and I, and this is how he explained it to Zombarian the other day. There has to be something for him to take away. There, he has to build it up so that when he yanks the rug out from under you, there's something that you miss. Well, Whedon does that in virtually every everything that he. See it coming. I know. I know. A jerk. In when the best watch... way possible. I mean, like, you gotta admire. And you know, um putting him virtually in charge, or at least having a hand in every single Marvel thing that's animated, not animated, that's live action that goes on right. was the literal best decision they have ever made. Oh, yeah. DC, absolutely. just go jump off a bridge right now. Like, you're done. You're done. I'm sorry. There was a war, and you lost because Joss Whedon. Oh, yeah, absolutely. It's it's The biggest complaint about the show has always been how slow it was to start up. But now, people who have stuck with it realize that's what it needed to be to invest the viewers into these characters be able to do what he's done in the last two episodes. Because if, if the ultimate betrayal had happened in the third episode, you would have just been like, eh. eh. 
And, and now I'm like, this is not okay. You like, bastard. This is not, this is, no. Uh-uh. So, Celine, you saw the movie Firefly, right? Uh, Serenity. No. You didn't, you, oh you didn't. Oh my god. Okay, okay, why are you still here? Darling, Just, how did you exist without seeing this movie? But you saw Firefly, right? No. Oh my god. Okay, we are going to send you a list of movies uh-huh. and television shows uh-huh. that you need to watch. Yeah, in preparation for becoming a permanent host. <laughs> oh, okay, uh, wow, I've got a job. <laughs> well, I figured we were absorbing Joe whether she liked it or not, so we might as well take you too. <laughs> you know, you know, I like, I like both of you. So, Danielle, yeah. you've seen Firefly. You know what? Normally, you'd ask me a question about TV, and I'd say no to everything. But that one, somehow, I managed to. Oh, thanks, Daniel. Thank you, Joey. Otherwise, I'd totally be on your side, Celine. No worries. I have a television, and it is connected to an old-school Nintendo that I got when I got straight A's in first grade. Yes! (laughs) And a VCR. And a VCR, you're so damn cute. Well, it's a VCR DVD player, but the DVD player is kind of uh, futzing right now, so. Who uses physical media? <laughs> Seriously, like, that's so 2000. <laughs> so, I mean, you know, Whedon's ability to take a character, make you love him, make you care about him, and then kill him right in front of you. Well, well, that's what they did to Coulson, right? Everyone was like, we right. loved him. Okay, first of all, I don't understand why they loved him so much in that movie. I was, like, not invested in him. But I am now. Mm-hmm. I am now, for sure. Now, if he died again, I would definitely be broken up about it. Sure. But, but even just thinking back to Iron Man 1 versus Iron Man 3. Iron Man 1, we didn't have nothing to do with. Iron Man 3, you watch it, and, you're, and they're just little, little things. In there, yeah. that you're like that, let you know who's in charge, who's who's behind. I the know, box. even if I didn't know, I would know because it's just his style, and his style resonates so well with me and many people, um, at least cool people, you know. <laughs> <laughs> if it doesn't, I don't like you. <laughs> just kidding. Well, only kind of. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so mean tonight. <laughs> That's fine. That's fine. I, I, I just put it down to, you know, the, the passion of youth. <laughs> you figured that part out, did you? <laughs> well, anyway, he, he has his own yeah. little stable of actors that he likes to give work to. One of them is Eliza Dushku. Who knows why she can't act. Oh, but, bullshit. She's um, amazing. She's a terrible actress. She's amazing. She has very nice boobs. We can all agree on that. But... <laughs> The main question is, but are they real? It doesn't really matter. Probably. They're Does not, it? They're is not it? that big. Let's... Come on. They're not that big. I hope they're real. If not, poor girl. <laughs> um, you can't tell me that Dollhouse was not classic. Um, and, even, and even if you can... But it I'm had not nothing gonna... to do with her. Like, Dollhouse was classic with anyone as the lead. She, her, her acting is transparent un- and unmemorable. As compared to actors like the guy who played Topher, who's fucking amazing. Or what she did in Buffy the Vampire Slayer as Which was Faith. terrible. Ah! Ah, you know nothing! You're a child! She was amazing. You just like her boobs. Oh, be I quiet. mean, I like them too, but it's not enough to make up for the acting. However, another very lovely lady that... Um, Joss Whedon loves to cast is Amy Acker, and she is an excellent actress. Oh my god, yes. And she is going to be a guest on next week's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., whereas this week we were treated to Patton Oswalt, and he was amazing. Now, I had no idea that Patton Oswalt was one of of the uh, Whedon stable of actors, but evidently they know each other and they've worked together a lot. Yeah, he's shown up here and there. I think... I, you know, I might be lying. Let me IMDB it. But I think he's shown up here and there. I could swear he guested on other was shows. He much of, was he in Much Ado About Nothing? I don't remember. Ah, oh, neither do I. He There's was in a Ratatouille. Oh, my that, God. That is what IMDB is telling me. But that, that is not a not anything we need to worry about. Which version? 
I I do not know. <laughs> Which version of what? Of much ado about nothing. Oh oh um. The latest the uh, uh, Joss, Joss Whedon, Whedon version. version. Right, I haven't seen that one. Oh. I've, I've seen the Kenneth Branagh one. Sorry. Yeah, no, the Kenneth Branagh one is absolute trash by comparison. Wait, 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 wait. He's on Caprica? I don't remember that. You don't? No, I don't. Hmm. Hmm. And Kobe Smulders, 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 Smulders. You suck at that. Oh, I suck at names so bad you have no idea. Yes, I have a pretty good idea. Now that she's not working on how I smashed your mother uh is going to have plenty of time and i guess they're bringing her back as well as uh oh new- is that uh, aunt robin i just know her as aunt robin <laughs> yes <laughs> oh that's great oh i like her she was great i i said that when i when i saw her on uh, avengers i was like agent robin <laughs> and it was it, i was amused you know yeah i bet <laughs> You know, so and and of course Amy Acker being the infamous cellist, which yeah. I seem to have read in an article that she was going to be, and when it came on as next week on, right. um, Zombarian freaked out, and I was like, we knew this. I've had time to process my feelings about this, but she had all the feels, as the kids are saying these days. She did. Good for her. She did. She she was quite pleased with that turn of events. So there there was my pick for news. There. Oh yeah, yeah definitely. A, I got Canadian for a second. I don't know what what happened. <laughs> you went Canadian on us when no one was looking. I know. <laughs> well, it's in preparation to go abduct David Tennant. I hear oh, he's okay. in Victoria, British Columbia. Just saying. Well, the the only thing I really wanted to talk about was uh, the new BBC America series, uh, The Real History of Science Fiction. It premieres this weekend, uh, and the the spots that I'm seeing, uh, especially the one with Rutger Hauer in it, is kind of incredible. Uh, I mean, what would be a series about science fiction without William Shatner? Oh, probably a nice one. Uh, <laughs> uh, but Nathan Fillion, Zoe Saldana, uh, Stephen no, Moffat. I, I know I know he's in Firefly, Nathan Fillion. Nathan Fillion, yes. Nathan Fillion no, has I, been... I know of things, even though I don't watch them. <laughs> he, he's also <laughs> TV's, TV's Castle. Right, yes, um, yes, that's Nathan right. Nathan Fillion was Ooh. also in... Um, you know, I just saw him in a movie, and I was shocked to see him. Oh, it was the second Percy Jackson movie. Yeah, I watched the mm-hmm. Percy Jackson movies. They're actually kind of good. Who's Percy? I've seen that film, but I don't remember. He was Hermes. It? He was in the, right. he was the post office guy. Right, of course. Of he, was course her- he was great that. in that. He was really good. It was a very good role for him, I think. It was that nerd role that he plays really well. <laughs> no, actually, he wasn't really a nerd. He was, he was a jackass, <laughs> which he also does really well. And I mean that from in the nicest possible yeah, way. It's a compliment, you know. He he's good at being kind of a pretentious dickwad, and I love him for it. So uh, I'm done now. Richard Dreyfuss uh, is going to talk about Close Encounters. Chris Carter is going to talk about The X-Files. Uh, John Landis is going to talk about American Werewolf in London. Uh, David Tennant's going to be on, so I know you're going to watch that. Uh, John Carpenter is going to talk about The Thing. Karen Gillan is going to be on. Yay. Oh, but when, I love her. When Neil Gaiman comes on, you can leave the room. That's okay. okay. Will do. Uh, I just don't find him in any way appealing, but everyone knows that. Kenny Baker and Anthony Daniels from Star Wars, uh, Nichelle Nichols from Star Trek, and uh, Edward James Almost from uh, Blade Runner and Battlestar Galactica. He's going to be on as well. So, I mean, it looks to be a four-part series. So it's film science fiction. It's not like... Book? Yeah. No, it's film and television. 
And, well, television uh, is also on film. Or videotape. Which is film. <laughs> <laughs> videotape Thank is you. not film, but that's okay. Uh, Ursula K. Lagun is, uh, is going to be on uh, to talk about some of the written stuff, uh, especially Left Hand of Darkness. And I don't see any other writers on besides Neil Gaiman and uh, Ursula. Ursula. But I'm sure there are more in there as well. Well, oh. a lot of the Grandmasters are dead. Harlan Ellison, they probably wrote off because he'll swear too much. <laughs> love you, Harlan. But we Harlan. love Harlan. We, we love, love you, Harlan. Harlan. Uh, Ray Bradbury just died. Uh, who's left? Yeah. And by just oh. died, I mean a couple years ago. A couple oh. years ago. <laughs> well, yeah. now. Sorry. Sorry, did you not know? Spoilers. Oh, wait, wait, wait. This is actual life. Does that count? Spoilers? No, I think it's news then. No, it's a, it's a life spoiler, and we can go with that. Okay. <laughs> so, you need to check that out, or at least DVR it, because it's certainly going to be uh, worth the time, worth the effort, and it's worth the ride. It, it looks like great fun. I hope I'm right about it, because... Usually when BBC America does something like this, uh, they do a great job with it. <clears throat> so yeah, I'm looking the BBC, forward to that. It, it does all right. They do, they I know, do just I know they, they, they tie it up with um, the return of Orphan Black. Oh, my yes, God. Yes, Orphan Black is coming back. I am back. so excited. Oh, what a great show. I know. <laughs> it's it, And it, it, it's all, of, you know, carried. It's, it's all on the shoulders of the one actress. Yep. Which is admirable. And um, she is a very good actress. Now, if oh she'd been in Dollhouse, it would have been a very different ball game. <laughs> Indeed. It, would have, it wouldn't have gotten canceled, let me tell you. <laughs> hey, it went for two seasons, which is more than a Joss Whedon series usually does. Except for Buffy and Angel. Mm-hmm. So your sample size of three. Four, actually, if you, if you also count Firefly. Okay, still. It's it's the it's sort of the center. Yep. Absolutely. Yeah, Orphan Black uh is just kind of one of those mesmerizing series that if you get into it, uh well there's 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 no getting out of it's it. It's like down the rabbit hole beyond. Yeah, it absolutely is. But within and, within three minutes of the first episode I was like, Bam, I wanna know. I want to know more about this show. Yeah, this show does not pull its punches. The opening, the just the opening shot of a girl standing in the tube, and and she and she walks to the edge and walks into a subway car. Dude, no spoiler. You you actually start a show by killing one of the main characters. Yep, that's true. First five minutes, that is just that's clever. And it's it's inspired writing, and it, and it, if if you're there and you get caught in it, and they do enough of a flash to where you look at the girl watching the other one be hit by the train, and you realize that they both have the same face. Yeah. And and you're like, ooh, creepy. Very creepy. <laughs> it's a Rod Serling-esque move at best, and the writing is inspired. The acting is amazing. Yes. It's just an incredibly cool, cool series. <sighs> Kriana, have we got anything else we're talking about for news? Uh, well, I, I had a small footnote that they're attempting to make a television show out of Wormwood Gentleman Corpse. And as a corollary to that, congratulations to Ben Templesmith on his engagement. Congratulations, Ben. And Ben will also be at Boston Comic Con this year, and we'll hopefully be seeing him again. Uh, we sent it uh, news this this week. Well, it's we've got so many other things to do. There just wasn't a lot going on this week, and and I have one of the people I have wanted to get on this show forever on the show with us tonight, which is a good time to reintroduce Danielle Corsetto. Creator of Girls with Slingshots, one of the funniest, smartest, amazing web comics out right now. This is great. Can we just always like can I just have you in my ears every once in a while when I need oh, you to pick me up? This fuck is wonderful. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> um I got turned on to Girls with Slingshots when I was bored one afternoon. Literally. And I 
was sitting at work and I had literally nothing to do and I was looking at some Lars D'Souza web comics and I don't even remember which one it was at that point and I just said I wonder what else is around because at that point Illustrator X and I had been talking uh, about web comics and the proliferation of them and said you really need to start looking at some of them and I stumbled across Girls with Slingshots and I immediately realized two things number one visually it was very simple and precise and fun but it's some of the smartest writing I have ever seen in a webcomic in a comic never mind a webcomic it's just very smart very character driven and a hell of a lot of fun how do you do it I don't know. That sounds. Are you? Is the same comic? This is nice. Thanks. <laughs> yeah, it's it's the same comic, sweetheart. I got it. <laughs> um, I can't tell you how much fun I have turning other people onto it, oh. and uh, just having enjoying watching these characters grow. Well, thanks, man. You know, actually, I have an answer for your question, assuming it wasn't rhetorical. Um, I work really fucking hard. <laughs> it shows. Thanks. I um, was here last night. Uh, my boyfriend, I, I'm finally dating somebody in my town. It's amazing. He's a mile, uh, 1.4 miles away from me. Um, he came over last night while I was working on uh, today's strip. Today's strip. It was up at 5 a.m. <clears throat> um, I did get it up eventually. But I uh, spent all this time, uh, we're doing uh, Thea and Mimi are getting married. Just, sorry for the spoilers, anybody who hasn't read the strip yet, but um, two of my, my favorite uh, characters in the series are getting married. And um, so I've been like carefully researching, you know, uh, what lesbians generally wear to weddings. And it's been amazing to like research that. And then uh, Thea's sister um, has had breast cancer and she's had uh, double mastectomy. And I'm looking up, you know, what do some women, for some reason I picture her like just keeping the flat look and not getting the falsies. What do some women who have double mastectomies wear to weddings? Or, you know, what kind of dresses do they have up to them? So I'm doing can all this you, research. Can I just tell you about today's strip? And let's just talk about that I for a minute. I was going to say, I know what les lesbians wear to weddings. Yes, you do. I'll, don't I'll, send, I'll send you pictures later of our wedding dresses. <laughs> oh, yay! Zomburian and I are totally getting married. Oh, yay, congrats. Thank you. <laughs> your strip today you have her sister who's had a double mastectomy and she just looks at her sister and says can I just tell you how much I don't miss cutting around a, a dozen pounds of tit <laughs> right they're heavy I hear they are <laughs> you, know, you know I have I have I don't know if you've seen this comic but I've never actually read this comic. I'll, I'll say I picked up this sticker at, at Boston Comic Con last year just be, just to have the sticker. And it's a girl with her hands thrown up in the air. And it says bustygirlcomics.com. And, oh, yeah. and there's like a little sun and then a little rainbow because boobs are not all sunshine and rainbows. <laughs> nice. Um, and I was like, yes, this. <laughs> like, hello, like, nobody gets this unless you have big ones. <laughs> right? Am I right? Backache. Backache I mean, is all I have to say. Oh, yeah. Right? I was say, you're partially right, because I don't have big ones, but I, I fucking research, let me tell you. I read every I blog entry from, well, not every, I'm sure, <gasps> women bitching about their tits. I read them. Yes. I got a big-titted lady in my strip. <laughs> The price of bras, if you're a bigger, trusted yeah. girl, is, is, it triples. And it's like, well, you know, I didn't ask for that. So why do I have to pay more? <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. I know, it's like, it's like punishing the people who would be your best, like... You know, if you if you find a great bra, you're gonna tell everyone about it because oh, yeah. hello, oh, yeah. like you know, girls with with small boobs, like you know, they they don't not that they don't care what bras they wear. There's just a lot more options for that. It well, yeah, it's them right. You know, they, they go to a shop, they grab anything off the rack, they know their size, and it, they 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 can be sure that it's gonna fit. Right, and, and when you get up to the bigger sizes, different manufacturers make them different ways. You're uh, like yeah. shades, one they, size and one oh. brand is not gonna correlate. To the, the same size in another brand. 
and you're like, ah. Buy before you buy, you know. Yeah, exactly. But the thing, the thing that I'm, I was getting at is if you look at the dialogue in those four panels, it's just beautiful dialogue. Oh, thanks, man. And, and you handle what is a sensitive subject and a difficult subject, but a subject that so many people go through. And you handle it with, with grace and with wit and with style and, and care. And it, it's, I, I sat there this morning and I looked at it and I went, fuck, that's perfect. Oh, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really glad that all the research uh, pays off because I thought the, you know, dozen pounds of tit was kind of funny. Nobody really mentioned that. And I was kind of like, last night while I was researching it, um, because I was staying up really late. I'd just gotten back from Jersey, uh, spending a couple of days with a friend of mine, and I got home late, and my boyfriend's like, oh, you're, you're going to start the comic at like 10 p.m. That's crazy. All right. And I'm like, yeah, I'm still doing research. And he's like, uh, so I'm not going to lie. Like, if I was doing a comic, I would have just stopped by now and started just making it however. And I'm like, yeah, but I've never had a mastectomy. Like, I want to know what this is all about before I write about her. I'm not going to F it up. And I want every panel to be somewhat funny. So I'm glad to hear it's paying off and somebody's noticing. <laughs> you got to be true. You got to be true to yourself and your concept. <laughs> so let's, can we talk about some of the characters? <laughs> no, we can't talk about anything. Nope. <laughs> because you up. have such a diverse character realm in this. While you've got this wonderful uh, wedding going on, you just dropped uh, this wonderful storyline with Clarice uh, and just kind of left it, left us hanging with her having spent the night with her crush. And her about to go from the fantasy world of being with her crush back into reality because she has two jobs in her life. One is <clears throat> as a librarian, and the other is a little dominatrix on the side. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> and she has a lot of problems. Uh, Balancing those two parts of her life. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I guess she almost doesn't even have so many problems. It's just, just the one problem, uh, you know, where she's dating someone who, well, she's, I'm, I'm hoping, I write these guys, but I, don't, I never know what they're going to do. Um, we're assuming is dating now uh, this guy who doesn't seem like he'd really be in that lifestyle or know much about it. And uh, this is the most important thing to her. I've been, like, wanting her to hook up with somebody uh, for so long and she's similar in, in some ways to some friends of mine who either have never dated before or who've dated very sparsely because they didn't want to settle for somebody who wouldn't quite fit and she found this person who she knows fits in every way except for she has you know no idea about about her lifestyle and whether that will mesh with his and I don't know either because they just keep leading me any good writer will tell you any good writer I shouldn't just blow my horn or toot my however you say that but uh, any writer will tell you that, you know, your character's going to run off without you sometimes. So I've just been Does sitting here going, really please work. Yes, yes. Uh, um, Mall Santa, the Keith, the guy who uh, yeah, Jamie yeah. was interested in. So Jamie yeah. is my, my uh, plus size, she's barely plus size, but um, larger lady uh, main character who has been going through this, like, weird sexual journey through the, the entire strip where she's dating this girl, but uh, the girl is not really sexual to begin with. She's actually asexual, and they want to have this polyamorous relationship, which I've had experience with in the past, and so they're kind of like uh, trying to bring one more person in so that Jamie can have her, you know, her sex buddy in a way, and uh, I meet this guy, and I'm like, he's going to be perfect for her, and I put them on a date, and he was like, yeah, I don't know, just friendship, and I was like, what? <laughs> That's not what I put you here for. I don't understand what's going on here. And then your hands just keep on writing the dialogue that they apparently want instead of the stuff that you want them to do. It's weird. That's very weird. Maybe a little bit. Maybe I should be in an asylum. I'm not entirely sure. Or I'll just keep <laughs> writing comics kind of similar. And then you have the talking cactus. Yeah, that's not psycho. That's just, that's totally normal. This is <laughs> that's just awesome. What are you talking about? <laughs> What is, what is a gay French moustache? Oh, you got there. Oh, did I mention that in the cast? Is that why? Yeah, he's you did, actually. Yeah, his mustache ran off once. 
and then we found out that he's got a French accent and is possibly gay. Probably gay. He's gay. The mustache. <laughs> You're Just saying that, but is that him saying that or is that you? Uh, that was his choice. I don't know. I see. So hang on. <laughs> he's he's uh, <laughs> Let me get this straight. He's called Mac Pedro. Mm-hmm. So there's a bit of Scottish, a little bit of Mexican. <laughs> um, it's with a detour of our island, but his mustache is French. Yeah. Okay. Well, you know, I mean, they yeah, that's parts together. I think he got bought at like Walmart or something like that. They just put parts together from wherever the cheapest is that will <laughs> produce them. So, you know, okay. makes sense to me. <laughs> yeah, no, it makes absolute complete sense. Totally. <laughs> And you brought back Squish- was it Squishy Kitty or? Oh God, what is his name? Um, his or her? I don't even know. Goopy Kitty? Yeah. Yeah, Goopy Kitty. Yeah, I forgot. That Goopy Kitty is like there. a cat made out of uh, silly putty. Mm-hmm. <laughs> kind of the same color, even a little, a little less putty, a little bit more bubblegummy, I guess. Where did that come from? I don't know. I don't. I can't even. I can't even make up something on that one. I don't know. So you could have just made something up, and we would have been none the wiser. <laughs> but you can't even make that one up. You're just like, uh, don't know. It's actually based on my um, heritage of some sort. I have no idea. Nah. <laughs> I don't know. I really don't know. It's too bad we never have any fun on this show. It's yeah, just really. it's too bad. <sighs> so. You're part of a Kickstarter project. I'm going to take a slight left here. Oh, right? that's right. I am. I wonder how it's doing. Smut Peddler. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and this is Smut Peddler Volume 2, isn't it? Yeah, it is. I'm very proud of, of Spike. How did you get involved with that? Uh, I know Spike, and she knows that I like sex. That's pretty much it. <laughs> I think most people share that opinion with you. Well, they don't all know Spike, do they? I guess not. I guess not. I'm just... So I guess that was. I just don't things. feel like you're alone in that in that enjoyment. You know, oh personally, I don't think you are. So um, Smut Peddler One was a Kickstarter project of feminine, feminist. How do we describe it? I don't know. Female made, female friendly. Totally female friendly, sexual stuff. <laughs> it's porn. It's, it's comic porn. porn. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> and it, it went through the roof on Kickstarter. Yeah, because girls shock sometimes like porn. <laughs> Hard to believe. I, I don't want to hear that shit. <laughs> this is a decent <laughs> podcast. No, it's <laughs> not. No, not this. <laughs> we do not even try. <laughs> so, what was your input? Is that a bad word to use when talking about porn? <laughs> so amused Um, well so i did a 14 page it was meant to be like an eight page or seven page because i didn't have that much time but wound up becoming i think a 14 page uh comic and um this was actually really weird like i haven't done i haven't drawn porn people probably make assumptions about me that are not true like i although i did just i am right now (laughs) <laughs> Good. I could just sneak downstairs with the laptop in hand and quietly open up another drink, but I'm actually not a huge drinker, um, or not an insane drinker, not a hazel-level drinker, but they think that of me. They probably also think that I'm, like, crazy, perverse, just like, I, I don't like saying perverse, that almost sounds negative, just, you know, horny all the time, watching porn. I, this was actually my first time looking at porn for reference, specifically for reference for this porn comic uh, online. I had no idea how much fist fisting stuff there is online i had no idea i don't actually like i have an ipad i could even be in bed watching porn and i don't like i actually just don't watch porn i was fascinated by the shit i saw online you know what they have up there is fascinated the right yes do we want to know what's up there i mean yes i do and fascinating is not the word i would use but i guess if that's what you're into what word would you use? Enlightening? Um, <laughs> that yes. is not it either. No, that's actually it. Improbable that's it. would be something <laughs> no, I, I would I would say. 
Um, I, I've known I've known things that go on, but I just didn't know the level of like every single subculture that I was looking for uh, wound up being like and fisting in that subculture. And I'm like, I didn't, but I didn't say. There's no fisting isn't even a word you can take out of the letters that I Google search. I don't understand. There's a lot of fisting. Anyway, um, mine does not have fisting. Okay. Well, now we know that. <laughs> so rest assured, if you go in and want to read it, it's not just not going to be fisting. Um, there's going to be some fun stuff, though. But it was weird um, because you know, a like I just said that I don't actually look at porn, um, or at least not intentionally. Um, usually, it's when I'm trying to look up something else. But b, um, I why not? I, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. It's not a thing for me for some reason. Uh, but the other thing is that I'm I'm actually very very open on Twitter and on my website and you know I'm very public about I have something called TMI Tuesday I do on Twitter on Tuesdays um, where I share something about my body that might be gross to other people but I'm just trying to make people feel comfortable the fact that they may have the same thing. Um, however, it was really weird to write a story about something that I found hot and then put it out there and realize that other people are now going to know what I think is hot. <laughs> I don't necessarily want people to know that, and I was, I don't know. I, I hear you. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like that's one no, thing I, I, I guess I was keeping personal, and I didn't realize that I was because, keeping Because, I think because it's something that is usually shared between just a couple of people, maybe more, because you mentioned polyamorous yeah. um, relationship earlier. But it really is, you know, just a, a small group of people. Why would you share it with the world? Yeah, right. Except that I got paid real well, so that's actually good. <laughs> that's that's a good reason. <laughs> that's the best reason ever. I I really appreciate that reasoning. Actually, <laughs> this is a great reason to do almost anything. Almost. <laughs> almost. Maybe not fisting. <laughs> well, depends how much is really well. Which brings no, us back. No, 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 no. No, there's no money for that for me. No, I'm out. <laughs> Which brings us back to your involvement in Smut Peddler. Is that what it brought Is us it? back to? That's where I'm taking it back. Oh, okay. <laughs> just just checking. Uh, was, there, was there more of a question? I can't remember. <laughs> was that a question, Dome? <laughs> Are you really uncomfortable right now? <laughs> wait a minute, wait a minute. We're talking about porn and I'm really uncomfortable? I don't think so. Oh, I That's think not you are. I think, I think you're just a little touch embarrassed right now. No, not me. Not mm-hmm. about this. Mm-hmm. I, look, I, I sit through Danielle's strip every day and then look at the comments. Not with me. Uh, and I, some of the comments are fucking amazing. <laughs> I, think the, I think the key word here is not with me. No, I don't sit there with you for a reason. Uh-huh. Reason for that. And what is that reason? She's well, my t- daughter. That's right. <laughs> oh, I, I feel like a huge reveal just... That was a big Twist! No, I already knew. I already Twist! knew. Twist! <laughs> I feel like this is a whole... Is there, like, a camera in the wall? I feel so tricked. Oh, I'm sorry. Ultimate <laughs> betrayal. <laughs> So after being involved in uh, Smut Peddler number one, you got the call to, to be involved in Lady Porn Conquers Earth, Smut Peddler <laughs> number two. Yeah, I, I had wanted to be in the first one, and um, I actually wasn't. I didn't get a chance to. I just didn't have time. Or I don't even know if, if uh, Spike asked me. And then I approached her and was like, why didn't I? Why was I not in there? And she's like, I didn't think you had time. And I'm like, I'll make the time. I really made the time because I was super busy while I was doing this. Do not Google smut peddler. <laughs> <laughs> Just saying. <laughs> you will not get what you're looking for. So we're going to have a link directly, to the, directly to the Kickstarter project from, from the page. Because do not Google smut peddlers. <laughs> smut peddlers. Oh, it's different when it's two of them. Put the S in there and it changes the Google search. It changes everything. Interesting. Wait, hold on. Yeah, and we're all doing this right now. Obviously. Of course <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course Not you are. I'm, I'm coming up with the punk band. Yeah. <laughs> what do you. Wait, what exactly maybe, did maybe you. Maybe I've got a safe filter on. <laughs> maybe you do. <laughs> 
man. I do I turn it off? I can't pause. <laughs> what? Yeah, and you're all giggling like schoolgirls now, you realize. <laughs> <laughs> giggling because I'm wondering what it is that she saw. <laughs> We're not ending this podcast until we all see what she saw. I've already yeah. seen it. Thank you ever so much. <laughs> How the, what? Oh. <laughs> this is more amusing than anything else. Selena and I are both like on a fucking mission right now and we're Absolutely. not, not I mean, working. I'm coming up with pictures of someone with really bad facial hair. Yeah, yeah, um, I got that guy. I, I'm putting this in the in the show notes. Do not Google! <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll have to just do this for the rest of the evening, clearly. <laughs> so, Danielle, while we're doing this, I love, I love, by the way, uh, there is a comment... Uh, this is how much your readers care about your characters. Uh, one, uh, a woman by the name of Caitlin uh, comments, do not ever let Maya relapse. Yeah. Yeah. And it, do you realize that at that point, how much your readers are invested in your characters? You better yeah. kill one of them off. <laughs> 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 All right, you're taking the brunt for that one, though. All okay. right, all right. Whoever you decide to kill off, it's my fault, but you need to do it. <laughs> maybe uh, I should maybe I should take a uh, take a picture from Smut Peddler too and use that as a. Do you, do you have anything that's up there, Danielle? Uh, you know what? Only in the middle, and it's not very clear. So I don't think I have any images that are actually on. Oh, I have so many tabs open because look at how much Smut Peddler. Um, <laughs> yep. It should be like a little tiny bit of what I was doing. It's down in there somewhere. I think it might be the last one. No, nope, it's not. I wish it was. It's a that's some dude on dude action right there. <laughs> and who doesn't like that? Right. I think somebody okay. unzips a dress, and that's mine. <laughs> oh no, I don't see it. Oh well. It's up to a hundred thousand dollars. That's insane. That is insane. Kind of crazy, don't you think? Yeah, it's really crazy. So, do you read the comments from <clears throat> from your readers? I hate to admit religiously. <laughs> um, some of them are real painful to read, and I really want to comment, and I really have to hold myself back. There were a couple today. I've been a little sour all day. Uh, that's that's really? a good impulse, because yeah. don't feed the trolls. No, exactly. Well, here's the thing. Like, if, if they don't deserve your time, don't give it to them. Exactly. That's really um, they don't deserve you. Yeah, but it's hard. There aren't there aren't that many negative or even oh no, they're not. But the ones that are way like a thousand comments. You know how it goes. Oh fuck! Why do you even bother with those? <laughs> I mean, seriously, because I mean, because when you do something on the interwebs, that's what you do. Like, that's why people like Mike Doherty, who are when they're sleeping on my couch, are up till three a.m obsessing over comments like that's just what they do yeah yeah i, I mean, mean i try not to like as soon as it starts getting into a rant i'm like oh, okay they've probably handled it handled it on their own i don't need to interfere with that one but there's sometimes that i'll read through and i'll be ah, actually this has happened once before uh, i read through the comments and um there had been some strip about uh, hazel hanging out with jamie he's the best friend uh jamie has this cat and hazel is deathly allergic and oh, the cat yeah. just kind of like casually walked along uh I don't know if you remember this one, but Kat just kind of casually walked along and in the strip, and like I'm really glad that I procrastinate and do this strip the day before it's due or the day that it is due because uh, <laughs> the next strip wouldn't have happened if I hadn't have checked the comments for that one. Everybody's like, "Wait a minute, isn't she definitely allergic to the cat?" I totally forgot. I completely forgot about it. <laughs> so the next strip, it was going to be Hazel seeing her ex-boyfriend for a long, uh, who she hasn't seen for a long time. And um, I had her walk into the bar, and we ended on a cliffhanger that week with Hazel walking into the bar, seeing her ex-boyfriend, and crying, just bursting into tears. And then on Monday, we resolved, oh, she's just having an allergy attack that was kind of delayed. <laughs> but I would have never written that otherwise, because I completely forgot that the cat was, you know, furry and that Hazel is deathly allergic to it. So it's actually sometimes helps. And actually, uh, sometimes I get a lot of uh, feedback from the, bo the big boobed ladies, actually, uh, talking about Jamie, um, who is monstrously uh, a pinup girly. Um, 
and talking about like, oh, she wouldn't be able to sit like that. This, you know, clearly, clearly the writer doesn't have big boobs because she doesn't understand how this works. And then it causes me to actually do a bit of research and, you know, read some blogs about having big boobs and try to learn how to write her better. So sometimes it really does help out quite a bit. So about two months ago, you announced on the webpage you were going to do your Slingshot Across America tour and kind of billboard between five or six conventions and meander across the United States. <laughs> yeah, because that's a safe idea. <laughs> yeah, what a great idea that was. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've wanted to do this forever, though. Um, my family grew up really traveling a lot. Um, it was kind of just my brother and I <clears throat> um, with my parents, and we were far away from all of our cousins, and my dad is from California, my mom is from Maine. Uh, so we'd either travel out to see the family and then, you know, be very frugal about traveling and, and like, drive all the way up to um, B.C. from uh, from California. If I'm remembering which which side has B.C. on it, I think that's the west one. Yeah, I think so. Um, we used to travel a lot like that, and we'd camp and everything. So I've been wanting to do a cross-country tour for ages. I've done one trip before where I brought my uh, best friend out to Arizona. She wanted to move out there. She wanted somebody to help her move, and I had just quit my job, so I came with her. Um, but that, that was like five days or seven days or something like that. So I wanted to do this for ages. I figured there are all these people who have asked me, can you please come to a show in Detroit, which forever I will always answer, no, it's Detroit. I'm not going to Detroit. Uh, however, there are people in like Ann Arbor, Michigan, who I hear are perfectly nice people in a perfectly nice, safe town. So I should go visit them, right? If I'm going to do that, I might as well hit up uh, St. Louis. Has been begging me to come out to St. Louis, uh, and there's Madison, Wisconsin. I've always wanted to go to. So I'm just kind of—it's almost like my my Midwest tour. Like the first week is just eight days straight of waking up, doing a or driving, I guess, doing a signing, and then going to bed, waking up, driving, doing a signing. Uh, in the Midwest, and uh, Columbus, Ann Arbor, St. Louis, Madison. Good God! Yeah, and that's like in a Minneapolis, Ohio. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. I haven't memorized at this point. <laughs> no, I'm yeah. just looking at the amount of driving you're doing. That's insane, young lady. Yeah, that's incredibly little, insane. It's gonna be a little tough. I do love driving. Um, luckily. Uh, I do have assistants coming with me for four legs of the tour. My my other best friend from Can uh, from uh, college, um, three of us actually live together. Uh, is uh, she's from Berlin and she's actually flying out. She lives in Denmark now, flying out to uh, San Francisco and doing San Francisco down to Arizona with me, so she can see our other friend from college for the first time in six years. Um, I mean, I'm visiting my grandfather, who was the one who got me into comic strips uh, in the first place. My family on the California side, like, I make it a whole friend and family trip out of the whole thing. When I found out you were going to be at Boston, I was ecstatic. <laughs> uh -huh. Absolutely ecstatic. I have, I have wanted to meet you for so long. Oh, you're you have so no kind. Idea. I hope I step up to the challenge or something and am not a terrible dimwit. <laughs> she she doesn't realize what I am yet. But that's, okay. <laughs> that's okay. That's okay. Um, who's that guy who plays Q? Um, um, Jonathan Frakes. No, never mind. Oh, God. John Delancey. Oh, thank you. You even said it right. Good job. Hey, was there but, a story to go along with that, or was that just... No, no Do I, Dome is just ridiculously terrible at names. and And remembering them. Yeah. Dome? That's really loud. Is it? Yeah. How's that? That's much better. We're gonna have to do some troubleshooting later. I know. <laughs> this is a little scary because everything should be perfect. Dang. Yeah. And yet, it isn't. Because that's what we've done for 228 episodes. Never gotten it quite right yet. Uh, you know, <laughs> you can't have everything. Where would you put it? It's it in the closet, but there's just not enough room. <laughs> it, yeah, well, we have plenty of eccentricity to go around. Let me we'll tell do. you. Authenticity. Oh, there we go. I'll give you authenticity some authenticity or different. something. <laughs> Danielle is going across there. the United States, and then in November, going to Leeds in the UK. Right. And, oh, awesome. Yeah. And, uh, There's no way yeah. near where I am, but it's, it's <laughs> <brilliant>. <laughs> Good for you. <laughs> Thanks. 
I'll wave. It is <laughs> Please, Girls yes. with Slingshots. It's Danielle Corsetto. Where this is one of the web comics that is the reason web comics exist. And I can't thank you enough for being on the show. And I can't wait to meet you in person. Oh man. Thanks. Yeah, it's been fun. It has been great fun. Kriana, what's happening in the next couple of weeks? Well, I would probably know that if things things were on the calendar correctly. I think they might be. So hopefully next week we're talking to Ellen Larson about her new book in retrospect. And then on May 3rd, which I remind you, is Free Comic Book Day. Which I believe actually we've skipped doing the show on before, but we're pressing on this year. We're going to talk with Ron Garner from Silence in the Library Publishing. Yes, we are. I don't know who that is, but I'm excited. And (laughs) on the 24th, we talked to Joe Schmalky of the comic The Calamitous Black Devils. And then this is where I usually say dead redhead, but I'm going to be all like Kriana, and then it's weird because it's me. (laughs) Anyway. Sci-Fi Saturday Night is the official podcast of Boston Comic-Con, Granite Con, Rhode Island Comic-Con, booksandbooze.com, and comicarthouse.com. Visit comicarthouse.com for the best deals on original art from dozens of your favorite artists. Tonight's outro music provided by Lawrence Made Me Cry. Check out more of their grooves on lawrencemademecry.com. Dome? I want to thank everybody who's made this one of the most interesting messes we've done in a long time. Chris Brew from Double Midnight Comics, Danielle from Girls with Slingshots, Celine from 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 Over the Pond, who I'm giving you psychic hugs for just being with us tonight. Thank you oh, so much. That's a, that's a big squeeze. Easy, yeah, it is easy. <laughs> this track is called Manly Squee for a reason. Yes, it absolutely is. I want to thank Kriana who ran the soundboard and and sat and talked with me through this whole thing because she could. It was enlightening. This is Dome saying, Genie, shared pain is lessened, shared joy is increased. Thus do we all refute entropy. Good night, everybody. Good night. Wow.